0: Morning! How is everybody? It's been a while since we've been here together. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman on the Nachum Segal Network. Our show is sponsored this month by Gourmet Glatt Emporium of Cedarhurst, a unique and full kosher shopping experience. We're on hiatus last week. We had an encore uh, show, so now we're back after a two-week break and I'm very excited to be here because this weekend is, let's hear that sizzle of Rummy, my fabulous engineer. Let's go. We're going to have a sizzling introduction to our sizzling. There you go. Nothing like that sound. That's the sizzle of the Memorial Weekend barbecue time. I am so excited because I love to barbecue. Um, so we're going to talk a little bit about our barbecue season. For this whole month because, you know, right through, I guess right through the summer is barbecue season, but in the Nachman household, barbecue season is all year. For those who uh, don't know about me, I'm Naomi Nachman. I am all about the food all the time. I love to, I love food. I love to cook. I love to eat. I love to shop. Anything food related, I'm a personal chef. Um, My business is called the Aussie Gourmet. I take my love of food and my love of being an Australian and I put them together um, I give cooking classes, I cater for people for Shabbat, for Yom Tov, for Pesach. Anytime you don't feel like cooking, just give me a call. I hope that you'll tune in every week and hear about my cooking adventures, my food traveling experiences and sharing great food and ideas and recipes each week. But I don't want to just share my ideas, i like to hear from you. I'd like this to be a bit of a conversation. So you'll hear from me this hour and every hour on Friday morning on the Nachum Siegel Network. But if you have something you want to share with me, why don't you send me an email, uh, naomi at nachumsegal.com. I'm waiting for the emails to come flooding in. So, um, Or you can join my fan page, The Aussie Gourmet on Facebook. Um, on Instagram is Naomi Nachman and Twitter. And I've even started a newsletter, which you can actually sign up for. If you're not on Facebook, you can just Go onto my website, theaussiegourmet.com. At the bottom of the page um, is a, a join my mailing list, and you can just send me your email, and I'll put you on my constant contact emailing list, and that should be ready to go in a couple of weeks. Um, so I'll just be sharing great ideas with you, you know, on the radio, and now you can uh, also get one of my table for two newsletters. Um, so I just wanted to talk about my sponsor just for one minute, because I really, before we go into uh, great detail about our fabulous show. I just wanted to thank everybody at Gourmet Glut because you really do give me and all the customers a great shopping experience. Um, I've, I've, I've met the whole team there, not just because you know I, I, uh, I'm doing the show, but just because I go and shop a lot there. It's my favourite supermarket. I get my full shopping experience from um, the meat department. We have Beryl Wallowick, Rabbi Beryl Wallowick and the meat department. We've got. Howie, who's the uh, food purchaser, and I, I call him the maestro of the floor. He makes sure that floor that floor, and that aisles are clean and neat. We've got um, Ziggy at Produce and Schloy at Groceries. That is a team that really works together, and they have become actually one of the top supermarkets in the United States. So they're really setting the example not only for the kosher food industry but for the United States supermarket industry, and it is really a one-stop shop there. we got Zomix and Simply Sushi and Schwartz's, my favorite herring, of course, comes from Schwartz's. I grew up on herring, so a big shout-out to Schwartz's to thank them for keeping me uh, happy every Shabbos with my uh, herring. Um, Aussie's Fish, of course, where I give my uh, fish demonstrations um, every couple of months at the uh, fish counter at Aussie's. And, of course, Debbie Flowers, who makes beautiful flowers for us to purchase and give to our friends for Shabbat. Um, So this week, as I mentioned, we're going to be uh, talking about uh, barbecues. Um, No better way than to start off a Memorial Weekend uh, barbecue show um, is to talk about a little bit about barbecues and an upcoming barbecue competition. Um, I have with me in the studio today, My first guest, Marvin Rembo. He is—he's just getting his microphone close up. Marvin, I believe is the long chair. You're the chair of the Long Island Barbecue Competition.
1: Hi. Good morning, Naomi. Good
0: morning, Marvin. Thank you so much for joining me on this Friday morning.
1: No, thank you for having us and giving us the opportunity to talk a little bit about. Our favorite uh, activity, barbecue. (laughs) Barbecuing,
0: we both love it. You know how many times people say, can you say barbie? (laughs) (laughs) Put a shrimp on the barbie. But, you know, I'm a kosher chef, so we say a kosher shrimp on the barbie. But thank you so much for joining me. Let's talk about this amazing competition. Sure. Yeah, when is it?
1: Well, this year it's June 9th. It happens to be our second year, and we call it the Long Island Kosher Barbecue Championship. We've invited uh, 22 teams from all over the United States are coming to compete in four food categories.
0: Four From all over the U.S. are coming to New York? Yes. Are I, they all kosher chefs? No. Kosher barbecue people?
1: No. And that's what makes this whole thing so interesting. Yeah. They're coming from Atlanta, from Kansas City, <gasps> from Albany, Bridgeport. Of the 22 teams, only 10 are from Long Island. So we're really looking Very forward to nice. a, varied,
0: uh,
1: a varied cuisine.
0: Okay, great. Okay, so let's talk about the initial stuff, when and where.
1: It's June 9th, Sunday, June 9th, from 11 until 3. Besides the teams competing, this is a full festival day. Uh, for family fun, There is act- are activities for the kids, a hot dog eating contest, a kosher <laughs> pickle eating contest free healthcare screening live music we have our own kosher cafe where uh, <laughs>
0: kosher ah, I get it right
1: <laughs> where everyone can partake of the uh, of all the different barbecue foods that uh, we have and additionally this year we have a w- what we call the food festival we have a food pavilion where a I think it's about 7 kosher food vendors are coming and they're going to sample out their products to the public for free
0: Oh my gosh! So this is really a great, you know, family outing. You know, we're always talking about what can you do with families on Sundays. This is the place to get, to be.
1: Absolutely, June
0: ninth, and it, it is at Temple Beth Torah.
1: Temple Beth Torah of Westbury, not to be confused with any others on Long Island. And Temple Beth Torah is our host. Uh, we use their facilities. Okay. And, uh, there's a huge park that's attached to it that gives us great opportunity for everybody to spread out and enjoy the day.
0: And is there hashkacha, like uh, over the whole barbecue? Like how, how do you, like some of these chefs aren't kosher, right? So how do we you know, make sure that we're all eating our glut kosher meats.
1: Well, the short answer is the entire event is under the hashgacha of kafke.
0: Oh, thank you, kafke. And, Great job.
1: And uh, the, the mashkigim uh, will will be there uh, throughout the event and even before, obviously, to, to get ready for it. That was our biggest challenge. How do you make a barbecue that's kosher, where everybody can feel comfortable to come and eat and partake.
0: Right, right, because you want everyone kosher to come and try this, everyone non-kosher to come and try, but that way we're not limiting it. Um, to, to. We really want everyone to come down. Okay, so let's talk about who's judging it. Ah. Uh, <laughs> because, you know, you've got to have somebody who really knows barbecues, who has a distinct palate, who's, who's out there. Any big names that we know?
1: Well, what's important for the teams is that it's professionally judged. And half of our judges have been certified by the Kansas City Barbecue Society. They've taken courses so that when they pick up your brisket, they're judging it against all the other briskets. This is not, I like this, I like that, this is too sweet, this is too salty. This is a professional competition. So the winner, our grand champion, walks away with a trophy that's recognized. This event has been sanctioned by the barbecue brethren. This is on the Circuit of the Kosher Barbecue Circuit, and we're now five, five barbecues throughout the United States.
0: Okay, where are these barbecues? Where else do I get to go? Oh, Rummy, we're going to go road trip.
1: <laughs> well, this started twenty-two years ago in Memphis, Tennessee, and
0: uh, is that where Corky's is from? Yes. Are they coming? No. Ah.
1: <laughs> Two years ago, um, I, I was. I'm a, I'm a foodie. I mean, if I'm sitting here with I'm you, I'm, so I'm a foodie. So
0: happy, a fellow foodie. <laughs>
1: And I would watch these barbecues on TV, and I was fascinated. Wow, this is incredible. How could I become part of it? And the short answer was I can't because we're not uh, – most of the categories are obviously uh, pig.
0: Pork, yeah. Pork. pork. Pulled pork.
1: And then two years ago, I read an article by Steven Weinberger in The Forward, and he okay. talked about the World Championship Kosher Barbecue in Memphis, Tennessee.
0: Never heard of it. Yeah, okay. that was
1: my reaction too.
0: Okay. Okay. Mm. So can't be world if they're living out in New York. Hello, I'm sorry, the so New York snob. <laughs> I,
1: I contacted the people there, the most gracious people. They said, come on out and see what we do. And I went out there two years ago. Awesome. And I saw what they do and how they keep it kosher. And they also have a full festival day. And they've been doing it. This is now, I believe, the 24th or 25th year. So oh, I came yeah. back with the idea. Where
0: is this in, in Mem- Memphis? Memphis? Okay, guess where we're going. <laughs> when is theirs?
1: <laughs> theirs is in September.
0: <laughs> okay, we'll keep that in mind.
1: Since then, there they we have them in Birmingham, Alabama.
0: A kosher food. Oh yes. Ko- okay, let's just so all the listeners can absorb what we're thinking. Kosher food, kosher barbecue competition in
1: Birmingham, Alabama.
0: Birmingham, Alabama. That's not bad, right? For my accent.
1: No, <laughs> quite good. Um, Atlanta, Georgia. Kansas City. Okay. And uh, now in New York so we we 've all joined we call ourselves the Kosher barbecue Circuit, and our grand champion is able to go and participate in the World championships in Memphis and the teams that come just have a ball oh my
0: God, that sounds incredible i 'm going to make sure I think I've got graduation in the morning, load up the kids in a car, and you know where we 're off to so so what kind of um you know um you 've got booths, right different different competitors. Competing? Do, you, do they have, like, I believe I saw on one of the flyers that you have not only a food competition, but you're competing also for the most original team name.
1: Yes. This, this brings a <laughs> smile I was to like, everyone's face. We were all face. laughing
0: in the studio when he was telling us. I'm like, no, tell us. Tell everyone. Share it all.
1: The people who, who barbecue and grill and smoke are very serious about this competition. But we wanted to lighten it up. And what they did in Memphis is they had this most original team name. And the team names from last year and from this year, I'll give you an example, a few examples, Hakodesh Barbecue.
0: <laughs> That's Ari White, right? Yeah, That's Ari White Ari from White.
1: Gemstone Caterers.
0: Yeah, we, we love them. We we kind of follow them each week and tell people where they are.
1: He was uh, first place in, in ribs last year, So okay. Ari and second place in briskets. So Ari knows his way around the world. Oh, ri- he, he's smoker. amazing.
0: He's amazing. I've...
1: We have the grill and Fillin' coming from Atlanta.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Terrific.
1: I led a team last year to Atlanta. We competed representing New York, and my team won best name, the Five Cooks of Moses.
0: Oh, that's hilarious. We are all, like, laughing here. <laughs> and
1: it goes on and on, They re- and they're quite original and quite clever, and we're looking forward to what they come up with this year. Okay. It's always, can you top this?
0: Okay, no, I, I, I like that. That's actually funny. Can you top this? Can you top this burger? Okay, great, great. Okay, so what is your favorite uh, barbecue food? Can you share us a little bit of barbecue secrets? And then I'll share mine at the end of the show, so I hope everyone will stay tuned in. Um, I'm going to give some pointers out of what the Nachmans do at their barbecues, but what do you do, Marvin? Well, to- te-
1: technically, the most difficult piece of meat to to get right is the brisket. I knew
0: you would say that, yeah. This okay. takes the
1: longest. It needs a lot of technique. Uh, close watch of the fire. There are four food categories. It's brisket. Ribs, chicken, and beans. And beans, beans, yes. We, they start with plain pinto beans and we give them a pot and their imagination. And they, and they submit to the judges. You
0: can put beans on the barbecue?
1: No. You can put the beans in the pot and put the pot on the barbecue. barbecue.
0: And then it's just a matter of seasoning all the different, different beans with sauces that they make and cook on the, on the, in the pot on the fire.
1: Exactly. And that's where we get the most varied results from Savory to salty to sweet to fiery. Fire! I know.
0: I know. Like when I watch competitions on on uh, Food Network, you know, they're all about the heat. You know how (laughs) how how spicy can they can make it?
1: They have. There's no limit. What what they do know is they're really cooking, and this is this is what all the new guys learn. Okay, they're not cooking to eat themselves they're cooking for the judges what is it the judges are looking for the judges are looking for that perfect slice of brisket the judges are looking for a rib where the meat just falls off the bone succulent delicious
0: i'm gonna cry and they
1: they they think when glazes and exotic sauces are on hey what's this guy trying to hide why can't we get why can't we get to the meat so it's it's a little bit different
0: Ha, huh, I'm very, I'm a big saucy person. Not ketchup sauce. If you put ketchup on my shabbos table, you ask me for ketchup, I get really insulted. Ketchup goes with hamburger, French fries, I get that. Hot dogs, yum. But like I, with meat, I don't want to have um, ketchup. I want, I want to feel the flavor of the meat itself. And when, I guess, when they hide it with glazes, maybe they're hiding, you know, not, not such a good taste. So I wonder, how, how, how do they? Get the meat flavored so right without a marinade or without a sauce, or they do have a marinade or a rub.
1: There is, and it's, it, it has to be, uh, there is a dry rub or a wet marinade, and the secret is to let it complement the meat, not to overpower the meat. Right. That we, that when they bite into it, they know this is a piece of brisket, and there's a little bit of subtle flavor coming behind it, a little bit of smoke coming through it. Very... it, it it's really interesting to see. We have uh, first timers, and we have, um experienced and last year our grand champion
0: Yeah, who won ca- last year? What was the name? Let's their, go through last year's win.
1: Okay, their name was The Mob, which means the mavens of barbecue.
0: Okay, cute, I like it.
1: They came out of Long Island from a congregation Ohav Shalom in Merrick. First timers. Oh,
0: I know them. I did a cooking show for them years ago. Cute.
1: Four of them came, the most serious people, and they had a ball and we had a ball. I told you I went to Atlanta to compete. They also went to Atlanta, and there's just so much fun that goes on. We're up all night. Uh, it's, it's just grilling a and lot of fun. Grilling, right? grilling and talking trash. I love it. <laughs> talking <laughs> trash. What do you mean
0: talking trash? How, how to, Talking meat?
1: Talking. I'll give you an example. Teams, every team that comes, I, I speak to them um, to recruit them, and they'll all tell me something like, oh Marvin, listen, this year you don't need a rib category because when I come with my ribs – Nobody else has a chance.
0: (laughs) They're all a little like a little full of themselves, but they, (laughs) you know what, they probably believe it.
1: Oh, you have to. And then my answer to them is, actually, this year you have an advantage. And they say, what's the advantage? My answer is, I'm not competing. (laughs) (laughs) So we start and it goes on and on.
0: Great. Now, talk to me a little bit about smoking. I know that's, you know, where I, in Australia, I never heard of smoking. People don't, I, I don't remember anything about smoking on the barbecue, like, I think in Australia, smoking on the barbecue means you light up a cigarette and you, you know, you cook up, you grill up your meat standing over a barbecue. That's what smoking is. So, what does smoking mean different than grilling? Just for the for the layman out there who's not used to it.
1: Well, in the barbecue world, if you say I'm grilling, they'll run you off the uh, premises.
0: Okay, because there's
1: grilling is exactly what it is. It's the sizzle that you heard at the beginning of. Let's have a
0: sizzle. It's the best sound in cooking I always do that well I always when I give a cooking there you go that is the best sound in cooking when i whenever I give a cooking show um, and I have a headset on i 'll put the microphones uh, near the near the sizzling fish. I usually do a lot of fish shows and i 'll put it near the near the sizzle so people can hear that
1: and that sizzle comes from high there he- it goes. high <laughs> heat high heat and and quick to, and quick cooking to sear in the flavor barbecue. The uh, mantra is slow and low, low heat, slow cooking. So people will bring put out out their briskets at 225 degrees.
0: That's very low in the cooking world.
1: For eight hours, and while it's sitting, it's not sitting directly on the heat. It's sitting a little bit off.
0: What do they call that? Off? um, They call. I've read in cookbooks. um, my, my my off heat off heat okay so yeah okay that makes sense no but i i've read in some things they'll say you know um you know you'll have the the fire on one side and you shut it off on the left-hand side i've got one of these um uh what's that Weber's, Weber's. grill yeah and and um you know they'll in the in the cookbook that came with my barbecue they'll say you know put something on the meat but don't have the heat un- directly underneath it you know have it on the side, you know. Have one side of the burners going, but the meat on the other side of the burner.
1: Now this is all with charcoal, and they put in pieces of wood to smoke different flavor: apple wood, cherry wood. Our friend Ari loves pecan; he can't get enough of it.
0: <laughs> or apple wood. Oh. He does apple wood yes. also. That's he does his uh, turkey drumsticks with that.
1: And that smoke infuses over the hours into the meat very slowly. People are up all night. The secret, secret, secret to to success in brisket is watching the temperature. And when you're working with charcoal, it's not just turning the knob and uh, and bringing the heat down.
0: Right. So So there's a lot of technique. Do you have a thermometers? Are you working with thermometers inside? Because I know I have an oven thermometer, so I always really know what the even though it may say 350, 225 on my oven on the register, you know, on the on the keypad, what is it? You know, I want to know what the real temperature is inside, you know, they can be off. And ovens break over time. It's mechanical. But how do you do that where you have really no control? Because I'm sure the elements of of the weather elements are, you know, affecting it also.
1: That's 100% true. They have, at any one time, they'll be using three thermometers. One thermometer sits on the grill to give them the temperature at the grill. Okay. They have an instant read thermometer that goes into the meat mm-hmm. and digitally, after three seconds, tells, tells them what's going on. Right. And then in the dome, they can have a thermometer also to give them the ambient heat at the top of the dome.
0: The dome is the...
1: The kettle. The, the top kettle. of the kettle. Okay.
0: So it's all like kettles?
1: These are kettle grills. These are Weber Silver Touch 22-inch kettle grills. Each team gets two of them. Uh-huh. They're brand new. They've all been koshered. This is... They bring no equipment. We supply everything. Uh-huh. The thermometers, I told you, we supply the thermometers. We say the only thing they need to bring is the match. <laughs>
0: And the meats, right?
1: No, we supply the meats. That's how we control that this is kosher.
0: Okay. All their right. You don't pre-give thing, it to them.
1: That we give them the meat. They come to us on Thursday night for a prep.
0: Okay. Like and how do it Yeah. Like you want to have your meat marinating. Or...
1: So they come Thursday night and they can prep their meat. This Where's is the,
0: where? Where are they coming at, to?
1: At at uh, Temple bath Torah. Okay. Uh, 22 teams show up and they get their raw brisket and there they are butchering and taking off as much fat. There's the fat cap is still on. Right. They do their trimming. They put together their sauces. They uh, well, at the end of the evening it goes into everything into a ziploc bag. It's marked. It goes on the truck. The truck or mashkiach, uh, locks the truck. Right. And come back on on uh, Motzei Shabbos at about 10:30. Uh, they come back, unlock the truck, they get their meats, and we're off to the races.
0: I am so hungry right now. I'm so hungry, and I've got a big dinner Friday night ahead of me. I'm ready to eat my brisket right now. I
1: bet brisket's going to be on your menu.
0: <laughs> I think I'm going to go, when I go home, run to go make glass, buy a piece of brisket. I once did a beer and onion brisket. It's actually a Susie Fishbine recipe. Thank you, Susie, for that great recipe. It's onions and beer that just marinades for a few hours, and it's so tender and juicy. I'm very... <laughs> It's very bad. we was talking about food because we're a food show and you are listening to my food show, Table for Two, with Naomi Nachman on the Nahum Siegel Network. We are sponsored by Gourmet Glut Emporium in Cedarhurst Long Island. So thank you so much. we got some more to talk about.
1: I thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Pleasure, I hope everybody... Please.
0: You know, if there's anything you want to tell people or what to do, they should bring some money also, right? Because We've got free things, but there's also food for purchase.
1: Correct. There's food for purchase and uh, entry into, for the kids' area, it's $5, unlimited rides all day.
0: Oh, unlimited rides. I love that. <laughs> but, no, that's really good. You know, you're looking for an activity for the family, and um, we, there's no rain. To, is there coverage in case it's raining? Like, if people are nervous, what should they do if they, they think it might rain and not rain? Like, is there covered areas that they shouldn't have to worry r- raining or not they're coming?
1: Unless it's a storm with one name, like, <laughs> like Don't a even sanding. say it.
0: <laughs> Don't even say it.
1: We do have, uh, we, we do have tents. It is an out, it, basically Look, a, it is outdoor, but we do, we do have tents. And I did want to mention one yeah, other thing. Please. That the proceeds from, from this event, this, the proceeds go to alleviate hunger on Long Island. We're sponsoring, Beautiful. we're sponsoring, uh, five hunger charities, um, that your listeners may be familiar with, uh, Hats- yeah. Hatsilu, Miyadliad. uh, Long Island Cares, the Interfaith Nutritional Network, and another called Rock Can Roll. And the, the, we, we're very happy. Uh, we work hard. We have a lot of fun. But it, there's a sense of knowing that we're doing a greater good. And no, that's why we do it.
0: And there's no waste, which is really like you know, a terrible thing to waste great kosher food or any kosher food or any food at all. You know, It's nice to know that, that it's
1: all follow
0: through afterwards.
1: It, what's ever left over that night Goes, goes to the charities, and the next morning they're eating brisket sandwiches in Hempstead.
0: Oh, fantastic. That's really wonderful. Thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it.
1: No, Naomi, it's been a pleasure. It's, it's wonderful. Thank you so I'm, much for having me. I'm
0: really looking forward to coming out on, on Sunday, <laughs> June 9th, everyone, uh, from 11 to 3.30. Um, and you can look it up on the web for more details. Um, I'm also going to post that on my website, um, or you can email me if you want more details. Um, but it's L I, like Long Island, kosher, BBQ, Barbie, bar, barbecue, Barbie, I'll like an American, barbecue, like L I K O S H E R B B Q dot O R G. And you can also find them on Facebook under the same name. Um, so thank you, Marvin, for coming in, and we'll see you in like two weeks.
1: I'll see you Three?
0: in Q. I'll see you in Q. Okay, great. Thank you very much. Thank you, Naomi. You are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman, who's really hungry right now. What am I going to do? I really... I don't, I don't I want I to nush. I want like a barbecue brisket sandwich. Oy Okay, so speaking about food, I just want to share some very exciting news that just happened in the five towns just this week. I think yesterday... Uh, no, it was Wednesday was their opening day. It's the opposite of, of uh, meat. It's, it's fish, not dairy, but fish. And they actually had some barbecued fish there on the grill, which was really delicious there, called the fish plate. They are in Cedarhurst, 140 Cedarhurst Avenue. Um, I went there with a friend and our two little kids for lunch. Um, it was surprisingly very cheap and very, very, very delicious. Um, they have like fish, besides fish sticks, not made from that garbage that we – at the supermarkets, but like had real pieces of fish inside. I had some fish poppers. They've also got Maryland crab cakes. Okay, they're fake crab, but they were delicious. And I also had this um taco, a crispy fish taco. So it's like deep fried in this nice little breadcrumb mixture, and they put it inside a mini taco with some salsa and some, um, it was a mango salsa and some cabbage salad. We rolled it up. It was really outstanding They've got mac and cheese for those who don't like fish, and if you want something on the healthier side, they had salads. They've got wraps, and they also have like if you want a like a nice piece of fish that's grilled, um, has does not have any of these sauces or rubs. It was just a nice fresh piece of fish on the grill, and it was so flavorful. So whether you're barbecuing some, you know, grilling some nice piece of meat or a nice piece of fish. Something about the barbecue flavours really, uh, you know, come out. So I really enjoyed uh, the fish plates. I really just wanted to give them a big shout-out um, because there's nothing like a plate of fish and chips. I have with me – good morning, girls. Hi. I have my SKA interns. They've been working for me. They're, they're uh, waving and smiling. They are um, – doing their senior work study with me uh, this year. I, I also had two girls or three girls last year, so they've been busy cooking in the kitchen with me and we've been having lots of fun trying to teach them a little bit about cooking and then I tell them, girls, go home and help your mums cook. So um, they are learning to cook and they will go off to seminary next year and cook in their kitchens, campus cooking. If you're interested in hearing more about a campus cooking cookbook that I put together, you can also, send me an email and I'll be very happy to uh, send you out a copy of the book. Um, so, you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. I just got some quick announcements to make. We were talking about barbecue. So, now let's talk about Hakadosh Barbecue. They will be out in the Hamptons this weekend if you are going there. So, you know, definitely try to stop by. And, uh, you know, if you're going out there you're looking for something to do, you can stop by and uh, check, out, check them out. You can also look online and um, see where they're going to be this week and every other week at Hakadosh Barbecue. Um, so now I'm going to share a couple of pointers um, about the Nachman barbecue style. Um, I'm very into my marinades and, and prepping my meats and stuff beforehand. Um, I came out this year with a new marinade recipe. A lot of people, you know, you can go onto my blog and you can see my my old well, I don't say my old, but a different marinade recipe that I've been using. But I kind of came up with something this year um, for an article I wrote for the Jewish Home, and I I wanted to share that marinade with you. I'm going to put that on my blog. So I guess now it is time for the What's for Dinner segment where I share a recipe with you, but it's all got to do with barbecuing. So, of course, red wine. I always start off my marinades, especially for my meats, with red wine. Jay Booksbaum is... (laughs) Taught me so much about wines, and he's going to hopefully join me in the studio in a little bit. Um, But red, a nice fruity red wine. Um, I use Mora, so it's a young red wine. It's known as a. It's not like Cremalaga, which is known as sweet. This is a semi-sweet, but it also really has a little bit of dry sharpness to it. But Fruity at the same time, so it's one of those really delicious, and it's it's not expensive. It's under ten dollars a bottle. So you're going to use some in your marinade, and then you are going to serve some um, on the table when when your guests come in to eat, or your family's going to come in and eat. Um, so we've got a half a cup of red wine, a quarter of a cup of seeded Dijon mustard. If you can find seeded, it's very popular in Australia to have seeded mustard. It's just got that slightly extra punch of mustard, but without being spicy. Um, A quarter of a cup of balsamic vinegar, a half a cup of ketchup, a quarter of a cup of olive oil. I know it seems like a lot of ingredients, but it's totally worth it. Six cloves of crushed fresh garlic. Never use garlic powder in in your marinades. just fresh, fresh, fresh garlic. Thyme. A teaspoon of thyme, a tablespoon of Worcestershire sauce, half a teaspoon of kosher salt, and a quarter of a teaspoon of ground pepper. I know it seems like I've just given you eight or nine ingredients, but make them – you can – Quadruple this easily. You can put them in small containers or Ziploc bags. Stick, a, stick them in the freezer. So you've always got um, this marinade ready to go. And what I like about this marinade that I that I developed with actually one of my kids the other week, um, a week and a half ago, was that you can use it for, for ribs. You can use it for chicken. And if you leave out the ketchup, I just felt like it was um, too overpowering for vegetables. Use this marinade to marinate some um, a zucchini for the barbecue. You can do... Um, asparagus uh, portobello mushrooms that's my favorite but don't don't uh, marinate the vegetables for more than an hour because i feel like they get soggy and they start becoming like pickled in in the um in the marinade just like, give it like an hour and then throw them on the grill um but the the meats what you should do is just marinate the chicken like the you can do cutlets you can do wings you can do ribs um really any any kind of meat that you like um, so use it in this marinade, but give it a good few hours. My family really went nuts over how delicious this was and flavorful because I, I had made it in the morning and I threw it on the barbecue like eight hours late and it was really had such a powerful impact um, on us all, on a, on our palate. So, you know, definitely um, try to see if you can get that, that uh, marinade done for this coming weekend. Um, a lot of these ingredients you nat- naturally have at home. Um, if you don't have... Uh, seeded mustard, you can just use a regular Dijon mustard also. Let me know if you enjoy it. You can send me an email at na- naomi at com. I would love to hear it or, um, <clears throat> you can, uh, send me a Facebook message and let me know how, how it went. Okay, so I just wanted to, uh, share some more barbecue tips. I'm just want to tell you that it's very easy to, like, Say, guys, let's get together for a barbecue. But really, sometimes it's a little bit, you know, you think, oh, my God, what did I do? And the next thing you know, you've got three families coming over and you have you feel like you've taken on too much. If somebody says, what can I bring? Don't say, don't worry, have the afternoon off. Let them bring a salad. Let them bring some cut-up watermelon. Let them bring a side dish. It's, it, it shouldn't all fall on your head. You know, it's not. It's usually polite to go somewhere with something. In any case, we get invited out, and uh, you know, I'll always say, what can I bring? What can I bring? Because it really is very helpful. This weekend, I'm hosting some. Uh, oh, I'm hosting uh, two families, and right away, thank God, they said, what can I bring? And everyone was very, you know, help happy to help out. So, a couple of things that I uh, just make my life easier. Oh my God, look who's just walked into my studio. Okay, we have Jay Booksbaum from Royal Wines. I'm just going to finish up my barbecue tips and then we're we'll going to have Jay join me uh, with some. I see he's unloading some wines. He's going to unload the wines and I'm going to share my tips. I've Rummy is smiling away. Okay. All right, lamb. Let's talk about lamb being a true Australian where there are more sheep than people. Yes, it's true. There are more than 20 million sheep in Australia and about 20 million uh, Aussies. So there you go. Lamb doesn't need any work. Yay. You want to do something really quick and easy, go to Gomeglat or your local kosher supermarket and buy some lamb. Look for a piece that's not too fatty um, and then open it up from the package, rinse it off, and put it on the grill. So that's a really nice and easy piece of Testing. meat. Okay. Sorry. That's okay, Jay. So excited <laughs> to be here. We're just going over some quick barbecue tips. Um, uh, sliders are really popular these days. Buy some chutneys and... Um, sauces to go with that. Uh, Flavoured mustards, as I said, you know, uh, try the seeded mustard, that really goes well. My favourite sausages are Jack's gourmet sausages. He's actually going to be joining us next week. Rami, you'll be very happy to hear that. Um, so he's going to bring in some uh, sausages for us to try. He also has something called fake and bacon. So uh, you can fry that up and use those as toppings for your burgers or hot dogs. Make some platters of um, pickles, uh, half-sour pickles and sauerkraut. Pickled tomatoes is good. Um, I also make some, you know, or maybe one of your guests can do this, some sliced onions and tomatoes and shredded lettuce, some sautéed onions, like a, a toppings um, fixtures for your, uh, all the fixings for your uh, burgers and uh, hot dogs. And no barbecue, in my eyes, is ever complete without Coleslaw. <laughs> I love coleslaw. And a, gla- hosta- and a
2: good glass of wine. And a
0: good glass of wine. So I think I think we've got to get the coleslaw in and then um, make a salad. You can even grill fruit. Love to grill fruit. Pineapple and mango was great. And let's talk about our favorite topic, wine with our barbecues. So we have Jay Booksbaum. Thank you so much.
2: i got to get back to the coleslaw thing. <laughs> Recently I discovered, only a couple of years ago, about putting coleslaw... On almost everything.
0: Yeah, it's delicious. Hot dogs,
2: hamburgers, you know. We as we as the, the Jewish community from community doesn't think about that, but it's really great. It really pops the flavor out, you know.
0: I, I love Coleslaw. In in camp, our chef um where I work I work in Camp Dina, uh I teach cooking classes and um every night for dinner it's great I just show up to the dining room and I get fed. It's fantastic. Um so um she make, The chef who's now left, uh, Perel Lechthe, you're amazing. I'm going to miss you this summer, but we're looking forward to meeting our new chef. But um, she puts coleslaw out almost every night for dinner, and it, it makes food so delicious. Chicken and, and meat and even, like, sometimes pasta. Not together, the pasta and the coleslaw, but it just
2: – And now you can do coleslaw. I know, Brenda, my fantastic – she makes, she makes her own coleslaw. You can buy these bags of coleslaw and then just flavor the coleslaw the way you want it. Yeah. You know, instead of buying, you know, it by the pound already made, it's a lot less expensive and it's a lot more, you know, some people want to stay away from the sugar. Some people want to stay away from the salt. Some people want a little bit more mayonnaise, a little bit less. But I mean,
0: make your this own.
2: is your thing, but uh, yeah, yeah, I'm that just very that. excited about the coleslaw. Yeah, yeah. Thing.
0: I, I know it, it that
2: sounds too. like a silly thing, but. Uh, it,
0: no, no. You know, true food is. We love everything about food. And and right. coleslaw. Um, I'm actually made some fried fish for dinner last night because I was still in the fish mode from when I was there the day before at the new restaurant, the Fish Plate at In Earth. And um, I made fried. I Bouncer. hope I get
2: an invite. Can I get a you know a reservation?
0: At, at the Fish Plate. Yeah. Yeah, it's fast food. Oh.
2: It's actually, okay. fast okay. fresh,
0: fa- fast fresh. I can't even talk. Fast fresh fish food. <laughs> That makes sense. It's not yeah. fast,
2: fresh fish food.
0: Yeah, might be. <laughs> but I'm tripping all over my words, and I'm about to start having a look at some wines here. So you know, and I serve coleslaw with that, and I made I made my own. I always have a couple of bags of coleslaw. And you know what's really nice? Broccoli slaw. Broccoli. Broccoli slaw. slaw. You can buy it. Hmm. Um, in, you know, gourmet lot or your local kosher supermarket. It's actually
2: like shredded broccoli. Shredded
0: broccoli, broccoli stems.
2: Delicious. Yeah. Really. Yeah, delicious. Yeah. So have try that.
0: Yeah, it's a, just a different. You can you mix
2: it up with the other co? You know, with you the-
0: could. It's a little. I don't want to say it's not crunchy. It's just a little harder. Uh-huh. Cabbage gets soft as you salt right. it and drown it in all the fabulous dressings that we can make. Right. Broccoli slaw just gets a little softer.
2: Hmm.
0: I've even tried to throw it in a stir fry. It makes a great stir fry also. So we got lots of fixings for our barbecues. We've got coleslaw. We've got salads. Um, girls, can we get some cups? Can you ask the ladies outside? I've got my great intern. These are my interns from SKA. Ah,
2: welcome, uh, interns uh, <laughs> from SKA. Great school too.
0: Yes, thank you. I, I will take the thank you for that <laughs> on behalf of Mrs. Spurn and the entire staff there. But they're working for me uh, this the last two weeks um, as senior work study before they go off to Israel. I don't wow. know if your kids' schools have done something like that. I think
2: they do. I, I, <laughs> I, my kids are all in college or, right. or married. So. right.
0: So, so Thank she, God. she, uh, these two girls have been working for me, and and now uh, said, why don't you come into the studio and see what goes on out she of my the, kitchen? She
2: get them on the air a little bit. Yeah, yeah.
0: A little bit shy. I did the ask area. them. I did. So I'll give a shout out to their names. Thank uh, you. Elisheva Bistrusa, where are you? Okay, they've gone to get us some cups. And the Posa, they've been really great interns, and they've really learned how to cook. Wonderful. So, unfortunately, they can't drink, but they may learn something about drinking in the future because they are under 21. But we Nina and Fra- are not under 21, so we are looking forward to uh, you joining us and talking about summer wines and wine pairings for barbecues because people just think, especially the Aussies out there, that you just think, you know, beer, Foster's beer, you know, that's kind of become synonymous with barbecues, beers, but we, we, we want to move past that and we want to be a little bit classy and we want to try something different for, uh, for our barbecue seasons. We're going to try some wines. Oh wait, okay. We got a couple of cups here. Fantastic. Thank you, Rummy. What would we do without you? Especially today, we've been hopping around and it's been a busy, it's been a busy, uh, morning. Okay. Let's okay. talk about summer wine. So,
2: so the first thing, the first thing that you have to realize is that barbecue has such a diversity of, of flavors going on. Mm-hmm. But you, and usually the flavors are, although simple, are rich usually because when you and you know you're the expert on cooking but when you broil something on a barbecue and you you know it it tends to caramelize what you know and intensify the flavors that are coming out of it um and you know who doesn't love a burger or a steak slathered with you know the, your your latest uh barbecue sauce um and even if you do it to corn Okay, as an example, corn is sweet as it as it is. You know, yeah, it's wonderful, yeah. uh, wonderfully sweet, especially if it's fresh, and especially if you're doing it up in the mountains in the country where you can actually go down the street and get it from the local.
0: You literally can pick it yourself. You can literally you pick, pick it yourself. Take it back. But
2: when you put it on the grill, and I I I urge people to do that. Put your corn on the grill. It actually caramelizes the kernels. You know.
0: Do you keep it on with a husk on, or you peel it?
2: Uh no, you peel it. You peel it. Yeah, okay. I, I would say. I, you I've peel seen it
0: both ways, so that's why I'm. Yeah. Trying to find out what yeah. you what you do. You know what's
2: interesting about peeling and not peeling. A, a lot of people. and I think this is probably the better way to do it. Is that you can when you boil corn, you should leave the peels on. At least some people are telling you that.
0: I, I'm I'm really bad. I buy the frozen corn. Oh gosh. I know. Isn't that you crazy? You admit that? <laughs> I admit that. How crazy you, you know is that? You know what that because is? That's
2: because they don't grow corn in in Australia. That's yeah, probably why. They
0: must grow corn. I don't know why. I love it's corn. Hard.
2: don't listen to that anybody I know. out there. People,
0: people so get much. Cra- cra- my friends please. get really mad at me because, you know, I talk about fresh garlic and fresh lemon juice and only using kosher salt and extra virgin olive oil, but I throw the frozen corn in the pot. It's just sweet and delicious.
2: Oh, please. I
0: know. My kids, though, I know. They're like, my kids oh my are embarrassed. Gosh. My kids are embarrassed when well, I not do only that. that but- Because I like to eat it, pick it, and eat it. Like, we do. do right. We've done those, right. you know, we grow your own or pick your own farms. Right. My kids are like, pick it, and then like- well you also
2: need to know that chemically, from what I understand, and i you know i 've looked at this a little bit, chemically, the further the corn gets from the stalk, the more the um, concentration what's the word that i'm looking for the um, the water that's in the kernels turns to more starchy. Material. Okay, and so, that means? that means when you, when you bite it, I'm, 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 supposed to be talking about wine, not about food. Uh, no, You're the but food we're, side.
0: We're, apparently but, I'm the boiled corn side. <laughs> no, I'm but when you, when you,
2: when you bite into a fresh corn, you get that pop of, of, you know, burst of you know, fluids, yeah, yeah, waters yeah, 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 that come yeah, yeah. in. But when you bite into a frozen corn, it's kind of mushy. It's, yeah, it's kind it of like yeah. you know, it's it, okay. It doesn't you know what? I'm pop. gonna
0: make. I'm gonna try it your way. I'm gonna go to. There's a great little uh, farmer's market not too far from me. On I can't really call a farmer's market, but really great. It's called Woodme Farms. They have excellent produce. Um, worth spending the extra couple of bucks on. And I'm going to do, what do they call it? Jersey it's, it's corn. Actually, Jersey no, corn. It's actually
2: cheaper when, it, when you buy it I fresh.
0: I know. Okay. This extra weekend. bucks.
2: You're spending too much money if I you're know. buying it frozen.
0: Joe, we've got like 15 minutes.
2: I'm sorry. Before okay. the end of our okay. show. We've got to, so, so let me just. There, there I got two, the signal. let drinking. There are two things that, that I think is most important to keep in mind. First of all, pair, 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 pear.
0: Meaning, not the fruit. No, not, not the fruit. P A I R. P A R. Pair is good on the barbecue yeah. too. You, you but you don't want let's you don't want wine. you want
2: to pair the proper wine with the proper food. You want them to be in harmony. You want them to be like a good marriage together. You want them to complement each other. You don't want one to overpower the other. Correct. So if you're going to have a big thick steak, you want to have a big thick red rich red wine. And for that. For those people, and and okay, that's the first, and I'll, I'll give you examples of that in just a moment. The second thing is taste, 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 meaning that if you're the kind of person that likes and enjoys something a little bit sweeter, so you're going to put For example, on your meat, you're gonna put a little bit more of that Barbie sauce, you know, so you can get that little sweeter flavor. If you're a person that likes something a little bit more, less sweet, then you're gonna, you're gonna, you know, sprinkle it with uh, pepper and with other, uh, maybe even balsamic vinegar or something, but it's not gonna be sweet, and that's fine. That's, that's to your taste, and that's what you should be doing. The same thing is true of wine. And when you're going to pair it with something sweet or you like something sweet, like, you know, that kind of flavor, then you should be pairing the wine should be also sweet. We don't but want it, competing flavors. Right. And if it, But I'm talking about for your own taste as well. Right. Yep. You want something that satisfies your taste, you know. Just because, you know, I'm like some fancy guy, and I, I'm not talking about me as an example, but just be, <laughs> if, you know, someone might consider me some fancy guy that wants something really dry and austere, doesn't mean that the next guy down the street who likes something that's a little bit sweeter and richer and and more flavorful in terms of sugar shouldn't have something that he wants. So I'm going to give you examples of both. You know, reds that are big and rich and flavorful for those big and rich and flavorful barbecues. And I'm going to give you something that's lighter for something lighter. You know, people do grill their corns and do grill their uh fish, you know, over, yeah. you know ask Stop your local fish. rabbi how to do that yeah, because yeah, separate, you gotta be separate, careful.
0: Separate barbecue. <laughs> you gotta be
2: careful with that. But you know, so I'm gonna give you examples of both. And I'm gonna give you examples of wines that are both relatively reasonably uh, you know, accessible in price and those wines that are a little bit more expensive, that you really want to have an enjoyable barbecue and you're ready to spend the money, and that's fine. I'll give you examples of that, too. So on the first, let's start with... With two, with two wines. One is a white, one is a red, actually. Which is kind of fun. And the white is a Jeunesse white. It's actually...
0: One of my favorite. Yeah,
2: Jeunesse white. It's actually 100%, it's, it's not 100%, but it's over 76% Chardonnay by US law. And it's got some Chenin Blanc in it. And it's got some, what we call, um, uh, dosage, which is, uh, some kind of grape juice that actually Chardonnay grape juice, which probably sweetens it up a little bit. Mm. And so this is really a wonderful wine. And this is a perfect wine for, um, chicken dishes and also sweet corn. Okay. Is,
0: okay, that we're gonna put on the grill. That, that we you're buy gonna put on the grill. At the fruit store. Not, not at the supermarket. Yeah, not okay. in the freezer oh section. Oh my god, burn on me.
2: Okay. And, and this wine is is off dry. Do we have any cups? Did yes, we, right here, Jack. Okay. Right um, there. And, we, need,
0: um, we need a series now because we've had a few wine chips. We need a cabinet of glasses for our show. Yeah, I yeah, will. Hmm. Where is she? Well, we're we get, give her we, a glass I, of... I think
2: we're going to get... Um, I, I, I'm hearing that we're going to get um, uh, cameras in here, right? Oh, eventually? no, I have to
0: not... We can't come in our pajamas anymore. We've got to get dressed. Now, we all look beautiful in the store. In the, in the radio. And I
2: want you I want you to put your nose into this. Okay, I nose going in. I can't talk. Little, little Jewish noses.
0: Mmm. Avrami?
2: And, I, and Avrami you put your little it? Jewish nose in there?
0: Mm. Everybody
2: seems to think that's funny because... But no more. Nobody has, nobody makes Jewish long nose jokes nah,
0: anymore. No, no. No one's allowed to make any jokes about anybody because... <laughs> it's he, unbelievable. <laughs> we have to be PC all and the And I want time. you to
2: take this, put it in your mouth and swish it around.
0: Okay, but we can't all do it at once because somebody's got to talk. Okay, I'm gonna make my bracha barucha tadanala and machalambrai priha gafen.
2: Well I didn't because I spit it. That's what you do when you taste wine professionally. No, I, but you can.
0: I can. I just gotta drive home. Yeah. Oh my god, that's beautiful. Isn't that anyway. nice? What do you and think? And so think
2: about think about this going with sweet corn.
0: And Wouldn't fish. That be perfect? This is a fabulous with fish yeah, but, and the coleslaw and the corn. You know what we're gonna like but I, would, I would do something
2: sweet. with something sweet on the fish. I don't know what kind of what kind of sauce would give it a little bit of sweetness. You know what I just like? I like
0: bit. a sweet with a little drop of heat with a sweet chili sauce. Oh, there you go. You know the sweet you chili... You mean not,
2: chili? not hot, sweet. Not hot. Oh, the that's great. Sweet
0: correct. with a little kick. It's, it's called a sweet chili sauce. It's not the Heinz chili sauce. Uh-uh. The ones... I think China 100 makes it. Uh, uh-huh. Iron Chef. This is a little bit too spicy, the Iron, Iron Chef brand. It has... Bigger pieces of red flakes in it, which I don't like. But the China Mahajan brand, I don't know who you are, that company, but I love you. I always have that on hand for my fish. I'm always using – and this wine with that sweet – I call it sweet heat.
2: And maybe you can mm. garnish with um, some fresh blood oranges.
0: Mm.
2: How Delicious. Would that, you Beautiful. Know, wouldn't and that be nice?
0: Okay. Color, colors and compliments.
2: Yeah. And okay. it'll look good, you know, and and all you have to do is slice the oranges beforehand and just lay, lay it down, Okay.
0: Okay, great. Okay.
2: And the next wine, now this is an interesting wine because it's the only wine in the entire royal wine portfolio, and I want to make this clear, that cannot be used at this time, it may change, cannot be used on Pesach.
0: Oh, I never heard of such a thing. Why would they do
2: that? I I think it's because of some of the fruit flavors ...that they put in here, which are all natural, but they're made in plants and, in in factories that have non-strictly Pesach fruit oh, flavors. interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, who makes this? I see it's sangria. Yeah, it's a sangria.
2: Like- it's from LV. I've
0: never heard of it. I've
2: it's a it. 100% natural grape wine with natural fruit flavors.
0: Oh yeah, it tastes like grape juice. Yeah,
2: it's, well, it's, it's, it's lower in alcohol, it's about 7% instead of 12 So here's, here's another it's, f-
0: it's, great it's, fun it's, wine. Put some maybe seltzer in that and you've got a... And
2: you can, and there's, and you know what else you can do with that?
0: So like it's in a, a screw
2: cap. So it's about 10 bucks a bottle. And you can unscrew the cap, put it into a punch bowl, add a bunch of cut fruits up. Cut fruit, up. I was
0: just gonna there say. There you go. Passion fruit. On passion top.
2: fruit on top, put in ice cubes, it's fine.
0: Oh, this is delicious. You know? It's, this is a, like a really good, um, cocktail for the beginning of a barbecue. You can actually pour them out in, um, little stemmed glasses that everyone can make. You can make a nice display, everyone can take. This is With really fresh nice. fresh
2: fruit floating around. Just don't let you know? the
0: kids drink it because I could see how, how, what percentage of alcohol, I could see little kids thinking, wow, fruit punch and drinking it all yeah, up. You and then got, being, of
2: course. We always, we always spend a lot of time and, and rightly so on being careful, you know, reminding people to be careful. Okay. The next wine. The next wine, and and we're going to get a little bit more serious now.
0: Okay, the we're next moving wine into
2: is a red Zinfandel.
0: So you had me at Zinfandel. Love Zinfandels.
2: Okay, but this I, is a
0: red one. This is quite red for Zinfandel, right? Yeah, Aren't they usually is, a little
2: well? You know, I, I, we're going to teach. Uh, we usually do this on the Thursday night thing, but and um, you know we'll teach people more about that. But all grape juice, whether it comes from a red grape or white, is white or is clear. So if you have a red grape and you take a cluster right. of red grapes and you squeeze it in your hand, the, the resultant juice will be clear. Right. So white. Most people who think about Zinfandels think about the white Zinfandel, which right. is a, a hueish pinkish color, yes. which just gets a little bit of the um, um, the um, Color from the skins just a little bit, but they really don't let it stay on the skins too long this is This is actually allowed to remain on the skins for a long time, so it gets the pigment from the skin extracted mm. and as a result, you have a deep rich burgundy maroon uh, color um, and it this mm. comes from seventy year old vines which means that seventy seven o or more. On average,
0: wow, the same and vine for seven years is exactly. producing grapes. Exactly
2: producing <gasps> grapes, but the grapes that come out, unlike those big fat grapes that you get for eating grapes, yeah. these grapes look almost like
0: little,
2: little blueberries. Almost
0: really a little bit bigger
2: than little blueberries
0: have to go to some or large vineyard. blueberries. We've got to go to a and, vineyard trip. And that
2: means that the uh, intensity of the juice is rich and thick mm. and full. And so why would what you know and spicy? So what kind of what kind of what kind of, what kind of big dish do you think that would go with for barbecue
0: okay so remember we're talking you know you you were unpacking the wines i was talking about something he's, he's swishing it around i had i had i gave out a marinade recipe for a red wine and i said maybe a more wine which is a, a little, little bit sweeter, sweet up but maybe we should absolutely i'm not i'm, Use I, the I'm gonna red
2: and as you say you know i don't know if you mentioned it in in your thing this but dry yeah it's really dry but
0: fabulous quite, it, it's a marinade it's just yeah this, it won't be so dry when it's...
2: No, okay. when you the reduction gets rid of the alcohol.
0: Mm, this would make a beautiful and, reduction. And it
2: just intensifies the, the, mm. the sweet richness right. of the wine. And this would, you know, as they say, I I, I, mean, I hope, I hope I'm saying this right, but you should always use the same wine that you use for the marinade should be drunk at the meal.
0: I I did say that a little bit earlier on in this show. I said, you know, you're going to open – for the recipe I gave out, I'll give you the recipe also, Jay. I can't wait. It's uh, a half a cup or if you're doubling a cup of wine um, and and a red wine. And I said, from that, you've opened a bottle. Of course, you're going to serve it at the barbecue. You're going to put that out with some glasses as well as this cocktail that you're going to make. Right. With this now, I didn't Zangria. bring it. I didn't
2: bring it, but the um, kind of the uh, bookend to the Chardonnay uh, from Jeunesse is the Chenin Blanc from Baron Herzog.
0: Yeah, which lovely. is great
2: for that too. I didn't bring it today. But we don't have time actually to taste it.
0: Yeah, yeah, we're we're really low on time. It's been a really busy uh show today talking about food and barbecue. Okay, is, we are a to wine last, show. We're
2: going to go to the last two wines. The first wine is a um really delicious Pinot Noir. From Northwest.
0: Yeah, I need a new cup. <laughs> the
2: Northwest United States from Oregon. And Oregon Pinot Noirs, and this is going to be a big departure for you, okay, Naomi, from the last one you tasted. The okay. last one you tasted was like really spicy and, and rich and high in tannins and, you know, aggressive. I want okay. you to smell and taste this one.
0: Okay, so I'm going to smell now. Mm. Okay, it has a little red wine smell. Like you know, right. That little bit of dried right. now but not as
2: intense is, as the last
0: no way is intense right the other one had it's kind of more nuts.
2: elegant kind of more thin if you will this although will be not be a really thin.
0: nice friday night with a roast
2: yeah you
0: know the roast i talk about i've spoken about on my uh shows in the past it's it's on my blog but i have a, um, a roast that you cook rare with some cumin and in the marinade mass Mustard. this would be a nice complement i would also think to, for, to this.
2: for barbecue I would like this with um, maybe some fowl dishes, and, and fowl meaning uh, not no. F-O-U-L, but <laughs> F-O-W-L.
0: Right, right? F-O-W-L. All no, right, all
2: right, poultry. exactly. Poultry, poultry, exactly. Poultry. And also with some uh, veal, you know, uh, a nice veal dish mm. so that you have that milder kind of less aggressive meat flavoring. Uh, and the last wine that we're going to taste is a wine from... There's a wine from Italy. It's made in a 1,200-year-old castle. <gasps> By the way, this wine is called Pacifica Pinot Noir. Okay. Pacifica Pinot Noir. Why and
0: Pacifica? It's in Italian? Pacifica word?
2: is Pacific. No. No, I'm I'm sorry. The wine that you just tasted.
0: Was Pacifica. Was
2: Pacifica West Pinot Noir because it comes from the Pacific.
0: Like my kind of Pacific? Like, yeah,
2: like, you know, the Atlantic, and it's the Northwest United States, so therefore it's okay, from the Pacific yeah, yeah, Ocean. So, yeah. All, All the influences oh, that the, the one vineyards... This is from
0: um, Seattle. Correct. Korea. Cool. Right, it's Oregon. 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 Okay. Oregon, okay, okay, not Washington. Oregon, it's, okay, it's cool. Oregon.
2: But the influences of the Pacific Ocean on the vineyards is what makes this so special. So they, that's why we call it. Well, that's why the winemaker decided to call it Pacifica to give you the impression and the sense that ah, you're actually going to be tasting. The Pacific Ocean, if you will, or you know, elements <laughs> has of that. that. Beachy smell. Yeah, it has that beachy smell. Mm. And really it is kind of calm and, you know, relaxing kind of wine. It's not like you don't need a lot of uh intensity and, and you know, thought about it. Just right. kind of enjoy it. it These are
0: great summer wines.
2: Yeah. And great barbecue wines. And so here is the last one we're gonna taste, and I'm gonna talk about one more. The last one we're gonna taste is a Morolino Discansana.
0: Oh wow, what a great accent. <laughs> Say not that after, 5 times. Say that 5
2: times. Say that 5 times fast. This di Scansana is made in Italy in a 1200-year-old castle. 12 They've been making wines literally nice. for a 1000 years this is there. This
0: This is my, my favorite. And
2: it's really time. a non-kosher wine winery, but they make a special run of kosher wine for us.
0: And is that an expensive bottle?
2: It's actually not that expensive. It's about under 20 bucks. Okay.
0: Okay. Under great. 20 bucks. Oh, that's good because you know, and this
2: is somewhere in between be the bit, Pinot Noir,
0: family, con, you know. This is conscious. somewhere in
2: between the Pinot Noir and the Reds Zinfandel. It's got a little bit more body to it, a mm. little bit more complexity to it. Just a wonderful, wonderful that, wine. That
0: was excellent and was, great
2: I, with Italian dishes. You know,
0: pasta, sp- uh, spaghetti bolognese, like a nice meat bolognese that will really go nicely, that has some uh, rosemary in it. I think rosemary? That
2: would, oh, there just you go. I'm trying to Bring think of
0: all the flavors that, while well, my mouth is really watering, that is uh, really coming together here with this wine.
2: I did a tasting. I hope she's not going to kill me for this. Okay. I got... I got only two minutes. You've got I did about a tasting a at, a half. <laughs> at Laura Tish's house, who owns the Giants yesterday. And they oh, freaked really? out over some of the white wines, including Tsuba Chardonnay, which you should try, and as well as Shiloh. You you
0: but go on the these wines,
2: the <laughs> wines that we had today were, uh, the Jeunesse, both the red and the white. We had yeah, the, uh, yep. Pacifica Pinot Noir, the Morellino Discansana from Ovadia, and of course the Red Zinfandel, and the Sangria from Elvi. And don't forget, one of my favorite whites, which is a great summer wine all summer long is Russian River Chardonnay from the Herzog Vineyards. Oh, one one we'll one, let plug, him get one, more. One, one plug. One more. One plug. A plug. Chevron. The Chevron uh, barbecue is taking place this Sunday, starting about seven o'clock in Elizabeth, New Jersey, at at Michael Rubin's home on Kipling Road. Look it up. You can. Googling online, Chevron's barbecue. It's going to be great. We're going to have songs and barbecue and wine, and we're giving away free wine if you buy a, you know, if you win. So Chevron barbecue this Sunday night at Michael Rubin's so, house in so Kipling Road, Elizabeth, New Jersey.
0: That's a great Memorial Day weekend activity. Also, so thank you so much everyone for uh, We had uh, Marvin Rembo from the Long Island barbecue, and uh, of course Jay Booksbaum from Royal Wines. He came in. And it's bought some samplings for us. Um, just a quick word, I got uh, uh, Ari White has uh, sent me an email in the middle of the show telling me that uh, their next date is June 2nd. They're actually not on this weekend, they're going to be due in, uh, June 2nd, um, so you can uh, go to gotchollent.com and find out where there will be next. So uh, thank you, Ari, for sending me that email. Um, So you are listening to Table for Two with Naomi Nachman. Our fabulous sponsors are Gomegla for your full barbecue service. You can uh, pick up some meats that are already already marinated or you can make some marinades from uh, my website that I'm going to be posting. Thank you so much for listening. Have a Shabbat Shalom, a great Memorial weekend, and let's hope we have some great weather. Shabbat Shalom.